Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Canine Experts Podcast. Join us as we discuss all the latest advice on training, behavior, grooming, products related to the dog industry, and more. We'll also be interviewing canine professionals from many different levels. Vets, trainers, behaviorists, business owners, and staff from all over the world will be sharing their knowledge and experience. And now, here is your host, Jose Menendez. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Edna Dunstan. Hi, Edna. How are you? It's so, so glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's amazing. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for this time for so long. <laughs> I appreciate you coming here. So, Edna, how are you doing? How is business doing? Business is doing okay because I'm on lockdown, so I get the pleasure of building an online program to do my business off of. So I think that's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, I hope that you have enough time. I believe I do. How are things over there in Florida? Oh, Florida is a disaster. Florida is oh, a hot spot. Um, we're getting hundreds of uh, cases a day, probably about 3,000 cases. And we're probably having about 10% of that, probably 300 deaths a day um it's just horrible because we have a governor that does not value human life he's more concerned about the economy that's very sad i'm sorry to hear that uh please take care of yourself over there it must be very dangerous uh do you particularly know somebody who has been affected by this uh virus the COVID 19. Yes, um, i do know a lady that provides um she's a, a receptionist in an environment where she sells sod. Sod is the St. Augustine grass that they use down here in Florida. Um, but she did recover and she's back to work, but uh, she had a really pretty bad case of it. Do you have a conversation with this person after she was uh, uh, killed? Um, no, thank goodness. But, but um, I know about it because they deliver sod to my house and one of the workers told me. Oh, wow. Oof, that is terrible. That is terrible. Uh, we're going through a really rough time. I mean, just yesterday somebody RGB passed, uh, which is very sad. And then, you know, uh, the representative a while ago. Uh, these icons, you know, they're so important for all of us. Uh, people who is fighting for our rights and now they're gone. Um, how do you feel about that? Um. Well, it's sad. It's sad um, that we lose people. We've lost um, Ruth. And she died, what, two days ago? And she was a Supreme Court justice. Yes. And so now we have to worry about getting a new person in that position that's going to speak up for the rights of everybody, not only people of color, but the rights of everybody. So, you know, you can't control who dies. You can't control um, the environment. You can just pray that the people that are in power will, will do the right thing, will appoint a person that's appropriate. Wow. Tough times for all of us. 
really rough time, especially people of color through going through this situation, which is uh, uh, something very sad. Uh, we, we discussed this before. Um, what, what are your feelings right now that we're going through this pandemic and all this discrimination problem? People are really not being helped. Uh, I believe you mentioned that things hasn't really changed at all and you see the same thing over and over again. Please express yourself. Well, you know, life does repeat itself. The, you know, in the 60s, when Martin Luther King was marching, um, the police would let the dogs out on the protesters. They were protesting for equality, a better life. We're doing the same thing now. We're, we're, we're doing the same thing that people did 50 years ago. Yeah. You know, give, give me a break. Um, racism in this country it's been forever. Slavery was 400 years ago. You know, why do I feel like this is a new form of slavery? You know, I'm free. I can get a job. I can go off to college, you know, but I can't walk in a department store without people following me because I'm black and they think I might be stealing something. Ah, that is terrible. Mm -hmm. That is not only that, but you know the systematic uh, uh, <clears throat> racism that we are going through. I mean, why you cannot buy a house in the specific towns, or why you cannot have access to certain, you know, place for education? Uh, it's just unbelievable. I, I am sorry. I mean, I'm not from here, but living here, I consider myself an American now, and I came yes. here just to uh, enjoy freedom, and I don't see that. Yeah. It is very sad. Uh, how how bad is you? Uh, I mean, your uh, business being affected by this uh, discrimination. So, so right now, I'm on lockdown. I, I'm I'm in my sixties. So therefore, and I'm African American, and you know, African Americans are the ones that are being affected the most by COVID nineteen. So I'm not really doing any business. I'm building an online business so that I can continue to do business. But before COVID and all this discrimination um, and protesting and all this, oh, stress in the world, uh, business was halfway decent, but at the same time, there were discrimination throughout the world and it was being um you know, it's just it's so emotional to talk about but i know you know doing business in florida new york or connecticut was all the same you're going to be discriminated against your business is not going to flourish as much as somebody that's that's not a person of color um and it wasn't it wasn't easy it was not easy you know um, I sponsored a workshop and for dog trainers and was discriminated against in my own workshop. So, you know, I think about how I've been targeted, taking workshops from key people in the industry, and um, it, hasn't, it hasn't in the past been easy. Wow. But I'm, I'm also new to dog training, just since 2013. I've called myself a dog trainer. Who was your motivation to become a dog trainer? Um, 
So Tyler Muto was my inspiration. I was taking workshops so that I could train my own service dog. I was taking workshops from different trainers and I felt like I needed to know the science behind the training. And I took a class with Tyler and he said, you know, um, that I had just as much talent as the people in the class. And I was the only non-trainer at that point. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So I um, realized over the years what kind of trainer I wanted to be. Uh, he was my um, second mentor. My first mentor was um, a couple here in Florida. Um, he's, they're both in their 70s. And um, they had been doing service dog training for years. And I was taking classes from them and I was helping them with their classes. And so that really motivated me to do more because they relied on me to help the new people that came into the class while they were helping the people that were already in the class. So I had, it was, it was really an internship. <laughs> Right. And I was helping people and helping my own dog. And then I started taking classes and I met Tyler. And, and then I started doing a lot of research about service dogs. And ultimately, my mentor, and I've never even met her, is Bonnie Bergen. She is the founder of Service Dog Concept. She also founded uh, Canine Companions for Independence. Which is the largest service dog organization, and she has a university out in California called Bergen University um, of Canine Studies. So I've been reading all her books, and I love her philosophy. Wow, I have to dig into it. I I, I heard of her, but I didn't know that about the university. That's that's amazing. What an accomplishment. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, Edna, you are very involved right now in helping people, uh, especially people with discrimination. Uh, diversity and inclusion is something we always talk about, and you have created an amazing group. Uh, tell us about diversity, uh, diversity dog trainers, please. Okay. So, I'm a very emotional person, and once I get an idea in my head, I can't let it go. That group was started because I, I belonged to a national organization and they would not come out and make a statement to support people of color, especially black people. And I tried to stay in that organization and work with them, but it wasn't working for me for two reasons. One, I didn't totally believe in their philosophy um, I don't use any tools in my dog training and I wanted, I like being a part of a group because I feel like knowledge is powerful and you can share it. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the members were very prejudiced and I had to remove myself from the organization and I started diversity dog trainers. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to the group. I mean, uh, I have learned so much there and thank you for, showing us uh, what diversity and inclusion means. Uh, but I would like you to hear and say it one more time. What does it mean to you so people can understand better? 
me. So diversity means to me that we're all different, but we all have value. And our differences is what makes us special. And inclusion means that everybody is welcome. It doesn't matter your method of dog training. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what your complexion is, what your accent is. Doesn't matter. That's why this group is very special to me because every day I post. And if you're a member, you can go to a unit in Facebook. You can select a unit. And I've put information in there. So today I did two posts. One was for um, trademarks. Everybody should have a trademark. You should trademark your business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So I tried to post about good dog training books, um, good business and marketing techniques. Um, I also tried to post about African-Americans. I have moderators and their job is to post about their backgrounds. So I have an Asian person who's Chinese and she posts about people from Asia, you know? And then of course I have you. Thank you. <laughs> and you post things about Latinos and Hispanics. So a lot of people don't know the difference between a Hispanic and a Latino. Right. They don't even know, um, you know, the difference and what your struggles are. And by posting, it educates them, you know. So the units are really good because we also have a Zoom unit. And on Sundays, I try to find people in the industry to run a meeting and share some information that we can all learn from. That's awesome. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Um, based on your comments today, so you pass, uh, uh, you know, uh, sharing posts on Facebook and stuff like that. You are trying to everybody to learn about others so they can understand better and have less fear because, you know, we know the truth. Fear is what makes us, you know, be afraid of things that we don't know. That's how we become racist and stuff because we're afraid of things that we don't know. And you're trying to everybody to share their own culture and experience so they can understand better, be more comfortable with each other. Is this something that we are doing here? Well, I, I think so. Um, right now, the group is very young. Um, we're only a couple months old, but people are sharing. And we're sharing thoughtfully, politely, respectfully. Yes. Um, the group is not about pointing fingers. Okay, so we all know there's discrimination. We all know that um, most of the discrimination has come from white America. But that's not what the group is about. The group is not about pointing fingers. The group is not about e-collars or pinch collars or the, the group is about people coming together to learn about each other. Um, sometimes we share dog information, sometimes we don't. But you can get dog training techniques and information from all the other million groups on Facebook. Right. But you can't get information about Native Americans 
black people, Hispanic people all over Facebook. You just can't get it. And I wish there were more groups out there like that. But our group is for dog trainers that have been discriminated against, that have had issues in the dog world and would like a safe place to learn and to share. You know, we, we've had some great Zoom meetings, you know, uh, oh, yes. people that wanted to share information with us. And it's been very helpful for everybody. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So it's diversity for dog trainers. Uh, people, please check it out. Uh, you want to be part of this if you want to learn more about different cultures and share your experience. Uh, yes. You learn a lot from here. Thanks to you, Edna, I am more, uh, you know, I have more knowledge of what is uh, diversity, inclusion, uh, at what other brothers and sisters are suffering right now that we didn't, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. and, and thanks to you, we are more aware of what things are happening right now. So this is a great way for you to support uh, the community. How great. What makes you create this page uh, from the very beginning? Did you have any difficulties uh, trying to come up with more people getting in? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> so uh, every night before I go to sleep, I look for trainers. I, I get on the internet and I look for trainers to join this group. I'm hoping that the body, the, the membership, will invite people they know to join this group. It is very hard to solicit membership. It really is. So, mm -hmm. but the goal is, I don't want to be a thousand people. I don't want to be 2,000 people. My goal is to have 400 people that participate. This group is lost. That's right. This group is not for everybody and it doesn't have to be big. I think we can make change one person at a time. You don't have to try to change the world. I am not the, the dog police. I am not the person of color that's supposed to be out there policing everybody. Um, this is my give back to society. I would like people to just come and learn and speak up. And if you have a problem with what we're doing, you know, give us a better solution. Tell us what we're doing wrong. How can we do it better? If you have a skill that you would like to offer to this group, hey, we want to receive it. Um, I would love for this group to just flourish and, and bond with each other and share information with each other. That would, that would make me happy. And I think that would make the membership happy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love what you just said. Uh, you know, you don't want a big group that it can be like mishandled at certain point because, you know, there's a lot of information out there and you lost it. But a small group, very consistent, that really know what you're doing. And, and it's happening and it's really happening thanks to you. Um, you said something funny. It's so hard to get people into it. I have the same problem, of course. What, what, what was your, your hardest uh, moment creating this group of inviting people? Do you have any anecdotes you want to share? Well, I will tell you that because of my age, I am not too techie. Okay. So you don't know how many times 
that I had to try to research to figure out how to use my computer, how to how to use Facebook, <laughs> how to how to set up units. I am just not um, a person that is really technical. So I, I have a girlfriend named Rachel in this group, and so one day I I was just really frustrated, and I called her and I said. We need to practice a Zoom meeting. <laughs> I said, we need to, I'll log on, you log on, and we need to fool around, play with Zoom and make sure that I understand the function of it. And it was great. So, you know, I was able to mute myself. I was able to have people raise their, raise their hand, you know, just there's a whiteboard that you can use, a split screen, and we played with that stuff. You know, I, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I feel like because I, uh, I was in high school in the '70s. I graduated from oh, high wow. school in 1975, so I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. You know, the young people nowadays are really, really savvy with this stuff. I'm okay for a. I don't know if I'm a senior yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> so I will tell you something funny. The other day I took my dog to the vet and he said, you know, Axon's a senior. I'm like, what? He said, your <laughs> dog's a senior. I said, and I came home and I said, I said, you, he's right. Rottweilers live eight to 10 years and my right. dog is approaching eight years. My dog is a senior. Yes, he is. And then I looked in the mirror and I said, Oh, you're a senior too. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not there yet, but we're all gonna get there. Yeah, we're all gonna get there, and um, you know, I just feel like um, this group is good for me. You know, I'm on lockdown, trying to figure out, you know, what happens after COVID. Will I be able to get a brick and mortar? Um, to do my service dog training. And that's that. my goal. I don't know if that's gonna happen because before um, COVID, you know, I was going to work with my mentor. The, I told you about the couple. And then I had some clients that I was going to their houses, but I don't wanna go to anybody's house anymore. You know, um, there's too germy, too many things, you're too much exposure. Um, as per person, personally, I think it's not that safe. Um, I would love to have my own place. And um, I've tried to rent places and was discriminated against um, because that's the nature of the beast. And so a lot of trainers have brick and mortars. They, they go into storefronts. They go into places like PetSmart. They, they rent from community centers um churches you name it i failed at all of that oh wow okay and it would be one thing if i've had one or two incidents but i've had so many failures as far as trying to locate a place part of it is discrimination the other part of it is i don't need a rental that's monthly I need to go in and rent a couple hours once a week. 
And so I, I know that's part of it, but it's also, I know a lot of white trainers that rent in churches, community centers with no problem. Wow, I can't believe that. That, that's, that is terrible. I mean, uh, especially now, I mean, people are just looking to do business and not renting a place for two hours. I mean, any income is good. So yeah. what's the problem with these people? Yeah, especially if it's unused space. So, you know, you, in churches, they have those gathering rooms, those big community rooms, and they're not using them all the time. They're just sitting there empty. When you, so, so God is good all the time. And I believe that when COVID's over, and all this protesting is over and people start understanding that we all have needs and we all need income and we're all trying to achieve the same goal, which is financial security for our family. I believe things will be a little easier, hopefully when people start waking up and realizing that we're all the same. We are all the same. Uh, you told me something in the beginning that you want to cut my arm to show me what? <laughs> I said, if you bleed, if I cut you, I know that sounds a little aggressive, right? <laughs> but, if, but if I cut you, you bleed red. If I cut me, I bleed red. Okay. Absolutely. So we're, we're all the same. We all have, you know, the same needs. We all have the same body functions. We all have, you know, the same desires and we, God gives us, when we're a baby, we're born with a, a, a empty slate. We are all taught to be good people or bad people. We're taught to mimic our parents. If our parents are racist, so are we. If our parents are bad people, it's hard to break that cycle. You know, you, you, you see your, 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 your mother or your father say negative things to each other then when you get married, you're going to say some negative things to your spouse. Yes, that happens all the time. All the time. Um, I was just having a discussion with somebody today, and I, I believe in free education. Uh, and education is the base of society. And, but unfortunately, education starts at home. If our parents were more educated and had the chance to enjoy schools like everybody else, the situation would be completely different. Yes. Absolutely. Edna, um, diversity. I mean, uh, again, thank you so much for inviting me to the group. And, and, and I want you actually to tell everybody uh, your, your goal with this group. Uh, we discuss about sharing culture aspects uh, from ours, from our own community, the Latino community, the Asian community, the black community, all of us in one place. Um, and people are learning. Absolutely, they are learning. Would you, uh, <clears throat> I hope you would be willing to come us again, I mean, and that, do another podcast in a while when things are better. But with these uncertain times, here's my questions. We don't know what's going to happen the next week, the next month, or the next three months, or in the next six months or the next year. We don't even have a notice of vaccination that is proven or the data is going to be released nothing what are you thinking that's going to happen with the group and everything else in this a certain time okay so my biggest fear is when the vaccination comes out okay it takes 
10 to 15, sometimes 20 years to get a good vaccination. They're rushing that vaccination out. My, my doctor told me it's going to come out in four months and you're going to have to take two different shots, two different applications of it, 30 days apart. And what I, my ultimate fear is that all the poor people are going to get that shot and die from it or get very sick from it. I fear that we're going to, the poor people, the black people, the people of color are going to be given that shot and, and that shot is going to have some negative repercussions. You mean because, I'm sorry for interrupt you. You're saying that because it's a short period of time when this vaccination is being released yeah. and it needs oh, yeah. a longer time for the studies to come out with a real solution, right? That's right. And all the poor people and the people of color or people that are seniors with underlying medical conditions are going to suffer from that shot. I'm not getting that shot. I'm, I believe that I'm going to wear my face mask. I'm going to wear my face shield. I'm going to wash my hands constantly. And I'm going to stay away from, I'm going to stay away from people. I'm going to continue to do my thing out of my house. Because I'm not getting out in the general population because people in Florida don't wear masks. They don't wash their hands. They don't wear masks. They don't wash their hands. They don't try to stay safe. So I think that vaccination is coming out too soon. They're rushing that vaccination out. And I also feel that um, I was pretty upset when people were out demonstrating, okay, because even though I think what's happening to people of color is horrible, but I also think that there must have been a better way to protest without putting lives in danger, more lives in danger. You know, you got thousands of people walking around with no masks protesting, or even with masks, because masks are not 100% safe coming down with COVID, you know? Um, so I felt like the government should have stepped in. Every time there is abuse to black people, Hispanic people, um, the, the system doing something negative, if they would fire that person immediately and put that person up for charges, then there would, there would be less demonstration. If they would take a stand and say, we're going to educate our police officers, we're going to educate our fire department, you know, our nurses, our doctors, and give them information about diversity and people of color and how we're all different. If we start educating our people, people would not do such negative things and there wouldn't be a need for all this demonstrating. Because it's like a double-edged sword. You know, we got COVID on one side and we got demonstrators on another side. And, and that's not a good mix. No, not at all. I mean, thanks for saying that. It is so important. I mean, uh, and you're right. I mean, education will help tremendously in, in mm -hmm. this situation, especially if the leader, uh, whoever is handling uh, you know, show that education <laughs> to everybody else. Oh, God. Edna, it's, it's been amazing to have you here. Um, I want you to uh, use your own words to invite people to this uh, uh, 
group. We're going to share this podcast with a lot of trainers. So uh, please express yourself. <laughs> Goodness. Everybody is welcome. Okay. We, we're a group that love, would love you to come and participate. You're welcome. You'll learn a lot. Hopefully you'll share a lot. It's just a wonderful group. Um, there's some really nice people in this group. I am, you know, when you're shut down in a house, when you're on lockdown, I'm meeting so many interesting, nice, educated, knowledgeable, wonderful people with this group. I love this group. You know, I, I, I didn't realize I was going to make friends in this group. I thought I was just going to start this group, help educate people, help bring people together. And now I'm having conversations with the people in the group offline. Some people call me and chat with me, which is really nice. Well, you're a wonderful so, person, please. Yeah, so come join us. Absolutely. Um, it's very easy. Just go to Facebook and look for uh, diversity for dog trainers, and we are right there. Um, Edna, once again, thank you so much for being here with us, and I hope to have you back pretty soon. Okay. Thank you. You're amazing, Jose. I love the fact that you're giving trainers an opportunity to speak. That's just amazing. Your podcast is a great thing for the community. Thank you so much, Edna. And I hope to see you again again. Thanks for your words. We love you. Okay. Love you too. Bye-bye, Edna. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Canine Experts Podcast. Don't be afraid to shoot us a message at info at canineexperts.com. Call us at 973-564-6100 and ask anything related to the canine world. Don't forget to visit our blog site, www.canineexperts.com slash blog, where you'll find great info on all the topics. Be sure to tell everyone about our podcast and please subscribe. Stay tuned.